0: Welcome to Two Halves, I'm Jack
1: And I'm Harry, we're brothers, we live in Wexford and we love soccer and this show is all about your 2020
0: This is the first episode of our brand new show And we're going to be coming to you every Friday throughout the tournament.
1: As week one comes to a close, we're going to look back at all the action.
0: We'll chat to RT sports reporter Cara Kelly and find out who she thinks will win this tournament.
1: We meet the Petrovska family living in Ireland, but cheering on
0: Poland in the Euros. And we hear from you, the young fans of the beautiful game. It's all to come on Two Halves here on RT (laughs) Junior. As week one comes to a close, every team has played at least once so far. There has been so much action throughout the week, Harry where do we even start?
1: My favourite match of the week was the Netherlands vs Ukraine match. It was really good to see Yarmolenko's brilliant goal from outside of the box that he curled in. Dumfries scored the winner which was a real shock to everybody else. Wijnaldum's goal was spectacular. Netherlands are looking very good now that they have two wins under their belt. Well, Jack, you think France are going to win. So what do you think about them after week one?
0: Yeah, obviously they were outstanding against Germany. They showed real class up front. Mbappe, obviously the pace on him. He's electric quick on the attack. Pogba was pulling all the strings in midfield. The French skipper, Lloris, looked really steady in goal. Uh, despite having a shaky season with Tottenham Hotspur. Germany just uh, haven't looked the same since winning the 2014 World Cup. My only concern about France is Rabiot in midfield. He's looking quite slow and sluggish on the ball. Uh, That's the only upgrade I'd love to make.
1: Yeah, and Benzema had such a good season in La Liga, he'll probably start banging him in later on in the competition.
0: By the way, Harry, your dark horse is Wales. They have looked really steady throughout this competition so far. They put in a great shift against Turkey there the other night. And Gareth Bale looks set to take the competition by storm.
1: Yeah, Aaron Ramsey had such a good finish when he bounced it in over the goalkeeper's leg in their 2-0 win. That ball from Bale over the top to Ramsey was world-class. Wales are a very strong team going forward and they're really strong at the back as well with the Spurs duo of Joe Roden and Ben Davis. They might do it too.
0: Speaking of Spurs players, we have to mention those traumatic scenes that occurred on Saturday when former Tottenham star Christian Eriksen collapsed to the ground during the Denmark-Finland game in Copenhagen.
1: It was really horrible when I saw it and Simon Kajar absolutely saved him when he pulled his tongue out of his throat and Kajar started the CPR before the medics came
0: in. Thankfully Ericsson has made it out of this alive and we wish him only the best.
1: Anyway, after six goals in two games for Italy, two 3-0 wins, who do you think the best player has been? I think it's been Berardi.
0: Personally, I think it's insignia so far. He's looked really, really good out on that left wing and he scored a beautiful finesse strike against Turkey on the opening day. Speaking of opening day, Andrea Bocelli performed in Dorma and it was gorgeous to hear
1: Wasn't it really funny to see the little remote control car delivering the match ball to the ref? But anyway, before we burst into laughter, let's talk about goal of the week so far.
0: That's easy, Harry. Goal of the week for me has been Schick's long distance 49.7 metre strike, which is actually the longest goal scored in the Euros ever against Scotland for the Czech Republic in their 2-0 victory. How about you?
1: My goal of the week was scored by West Ham's Andriy Yarmolenko, which was a beautiful curler into the top left corner for Ukraine against Netherlands.
0: So at the end of week one, I'm going to stick to my guns. I still think France are going to win the Euro 2020 competition. But Harry, I know you're having doubts about your previous prediction, Belgium.
1: I was having doubts until halftime in the match against Denmark when they were 1-0 down. But then De Bruyne came on and they absolutely bosses. But their defence is looking a bit old. And Italy have a good strong chance too. They look like a proper team and Mancini's 4-3-3 formation really suits them.
0: Well, we all know Ireland didn't make it to Euro 2020, but that doesn't mean we're not watching it here or indeed supporting other teams. Every week on the show, we'll hear from families doing just that. And this week, it's the Petrovskas who are supporting Poland but living in Waxford.
1: Hi, my name's Julia and I'm 11 years old and I'm supporting Poland in the Euros because my family originally came from Poland and I think they're quite a good team as well. Hi, I'm Arthur and I'm 8 years old and I support Poland.
2: Hi, I'm Dad. My name is Arthur and I support Poland. I'm from Rzeszów and we live in Ireland 15 years now.
1: My favourite player is Lewandowski. He was the first player I knew from any soccer, and and he's good at attacking the ball, so like taking it off people and like defending it as well. So I watched the Slovakia match. Unfortunately, Poland lost, but I hope they'll win in the next match. And My favorite player is Lewandowski.
2: Tomorrow Poland's playing with Spain, so that's be very tough game. But we see everything can happen. Hopefully, we win. Gola!
1: Now it's time to chat to the pros. And this week we're talking to RTE sports reporter and assistant producer, Kara Kelly. Kara, lovely to meet you and thank you so much for being on Two Halves. Thanks so much
2: for having me, guys.
0: So, Kara you work as a sports reporter for RTÉ. Even though Ireland aren't in the Euros, what's it like to be working this tournament?
2: It's really exciting. Now, I definitely wish we were there because it would make it a lot more fun. If Ireland were in it. But I get to work as an assistant producer on the Euros this time around, which is really, really fun. So if you're watching the Euros on TV, you might see the kind of um, montages of all the action that's going on and anything like that. So I helped put that together. And then I get to work with the pundits like Liam Brady and Richie Sadlier, and I help them put together their analysis and all the stuff they talk about at half-time and full-time during the game. You know, you still get to work watching some of the best players in the world and it's still brilliant fun. Cara, what have been your key moments so far this week? It has been a really, really busy first week and there's been so many goals. There's been some really exciting games. The opening night, we got to see Italy. I know it maybe wasn't the most exciting game between Italy and Turkey. Um, maybe people were more thinking it would be a little bit more exciting to start with. But I thought it was really good to see Italy because, of course, they weren't in the World Cup the last time around. It was exciting to get to see North Macedonia score their first goal in a major tournament. I thought that was really nice. And, you know, you think... Countries like that, it's like when we get to the Euros. you know, we're such a small little nation and it's so exciting to be there. They're kind of two moments that I did find, you know, exciting to get off off the ground so far.
0: I want to ask you about Group F in particular, Cara, the group of death. Along with Hungary, Portugal and Germany, France's win was low scoring with an own goal. Now, Cara, does that reflect the true way France played?
2: France got the win. So You'd have to say they're in a good position to try and get out of the group now. The own goal was a little bit disappointing. We probably would have loved to have seen a few of the French strikers score some goals. Mbappe, Griezmann, it would have been really exciting. I think that they have a win under their belt now and they'll definitely just look to build on that. And I think maybe going into their next game now, they'll be trying their best to get some, you know, some of their strikers getting the, the ball in the back of the net. And But I have to say France look like they could be getting out of the group at this point. And of course, Portugal got a really good win as well. So Germany are kind of on the back foot now going into the second round of games, but it's a major tournament, so you just never know what might happen.
1: Italy are through to the last 16. Wales likely will be. Should we expect a little more from Turkey, who were tipped to be the dark horse of Group A?
2: I did think that Turkey maybe would have put on maybe more of a show for us because everyone was really excited to see them play and Italy really did get the better of them. I think that they played maybe too defensively. They're going to have to try and score some goals, I guess, to try and get out of the group. It's not going to... Maybe work to them to just stay being really, really defensive. Wales, of course, got to the semi-finals the last Euros. So I think they'll definitely want to, you know, try and match that again this time. They don't want to be going backwards. It's definitely going to be a tough group. And of course, Italy, I think I was putting as the dark horses before the tournament started. They would see themselves as being a really top team. Be given, taking the dark horse tag away from Italy. I'd still be keeping it there. It'll be interesting to see them as the group plays out.
0: Finally, Cara. If you were to pick a fantasy Euro 5 aside side team to play with you, what other four players would you pick? And remember, you need a goalie.
2: Oh, that is a really tough question. Well, I'd probably want Ronaldo because he's going to score some goals. If I had to pick maybe another striker, probably someone like Kylian Mbappe. You know, he's so exciting. He's really good all over the pitch and you want him wherever you're going. If I had to pick a goalkeeper, hmm... Maybe someone like Kasper Schmeichel, because I think he's a really good goalkeeper. I know we conceded a goal at the weekend. It was obviously a really tough circumstances for his team. But I do think he's a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper. And he's good at kind of managing the game. And I think that's really important. I'm going for a very attacking style of play here because yeah. we're at a fantasy Euros 5 side. We want to score loads of goals. So, yeah, maybe someone like Kevin De Bruyne, because, you know, he can do it all as well.
1: Sounds like a good team. Cara Kelly, thanks for talking to
2: us. Thanks so much, guys, and I hope you get to enjoy the rest of the Oros.
0: <laughs> Great to hear from Cara Kelly there. Now it's time to hear from some younger fans of the game. We're not saying Cara is old, by the way, but you know, the kids. Let's hear what Nisha, Jamie, and Hugo have to say at the end of week one.
2: My highlights for week one was the Ukraine and Netherlands match. I think Ukraine really came out and put it up to Netherlands until like the last few minutes. And Genie Wijnaldum, I think, was probably man of the match for Netherlands. And Zinchenko held it together at the back for Ukraine. The Hungary were very unlucky because Portugal just got three late goals. Tuesday night the France and Germany match. Parts of it was exciting, but I don't think it really lived up to expectations. I think France were unlucky not to win by a few more goals. So. Yeah, I was watching the Denmark game and um, I think it was a shock to everyone because you see a young, healthy man out there playing and then you kind of just realise like your life really can't change in a matter of seconds.
1: Hi, I'm James Reen, I'm 10 and I'm loving the Euros. I think Portugal might win because it has a lot of good players playing this Euros. Uh, there's Ronaldo, uh, Bruno Fernandes, Diogo Schota, I think. Juve can't say though. I think they can retain it and, and uh, bring back their title. I think England would meet them in the final. England have Marcus Rashford, Jane Sancho, Harry Kane, Phil Foden, Harry Maguire. They did really well in their game against Croatia and scored. Out of six groups, I'm probably most looking forward to Group F because they're good teams like Portugal, France, Germany and Hungary. This is called a group of death because there are brilliant teams in it and it'll be very tough. I think it'll be a repeat of 2016 with France and Portugal in the final. I think Portugal will win it, but I don't know about the score. I think 2-0 or 2-1. The rising stars of this tournament are Phil Foden, Declan Rice, Well, is kind of top player now. Um, Phil Foden's been very consistent all season and he's got a nice sweet left foot on him and he's very skillful and confident on the ball at a young age. Great predictions guys. You heard Hugo there.
0: He thinks Portugal will win it. What do you think? Sure, I told you. I think Belgium. Not you, Harry. <laughs> what do you think at home? We'd love to hear your predictions and your thoughts so far. Hashtag 2House. You'll find us on the RT Junior social channels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
1: Well, that's nearly it for today's show. Oh, and I nearly forgot, before we go, here's your Did You Know you Fact of this week.
0: Did you know the Republic of Ireland football team put Gareth Clay in their boots on the day they beat England 1-0 at Euro 88 Ray
1: Houghton's header
0: Garton Clay is soil from where St columkill was born in Donegal and it is said that if you carry it with you you will have special powers
1: and you score lots of headers <laughs> <laughs> alright that's where we have to leave it for this week I'm Harry
0: and I'm Jack and, and we're 2 halves. halves see you next week on RTE Junior 2 halves